You're listening to the AID Network. Hey friends, I don't know if you know this, but the customization at jackprince.com is pretty near endless. Whatever it is that you're making, if it's done on paper, they're going to let you figure out the exact thickness, the exact paper, the cardstock that you need to use to make the perfect business card, flyer, poster, pocket folders, notebooks, and more. Die cuts, specialty printings, you name it. Specialization is part of the game with Jack Prince. You know why? Because they want to work with creatives to help you make the best project for you, your brand, your clients, or your band. JackPrince.com, always trying to let the creative make the best product possible to make you happy, to help you keep coming back. Because Jack Prince is your partner in business. With no domestic shipping, no hidden fees, you'll see why they've been an industry leader and a friend of the Circle of Trust for years now. Head over to jackprince.com slash circle of trust to save even more. Hey friends, today's episode is comment below joined by Carl, everybody's favorite, right? Carl's got an announcement to make about her job and why we haven't seen or heard from her for a while. But she's back today, and you know when Carl's on the show, that means all we're going to talk about is YouTube. And I want to let you know that I've recently started going live on YouTube once a day, Monday through Friday, coming up with some special content, whether it's an extension of what we talked about that day on the show, some behind the scenes of other episodes that I've been working on, or just something that I think that would be fun to talk about, like Disneyland updates on Fridays, poster countdowns when new stuff pops, and like yesterday... 16 leaked images of characters from Star Wars Episode 9 hit the internet. I thought I'd rank them 16 to number one, hanging out with you each and every weekday over on YouTube, YouTube Live. Head over to youtube.com slash adventures in design. Please subscribe to the channel. Catch me live, chat with me, hang out. And every episode, I give away one enamel pin to someone who comments and helps me grow the show, grow the channel, grow my beautiful empire of bullshit. Thank you so much. And what do you say we get started with today's episode? It's Carl on Comment Below. Welcome back to Comment Below. How are you? I am so good right now. You've been on a roller coaster of a career high. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've been working for Fox Sports West and the LA Kings for what, months now? Yeah. We haven't talked since my new job, I no. don't think. When we were talking, the new job was a hope and a dream. Yes, it was. Out at your fingertips. Yes. You reached out, you grabbed it, you got it, and yes. you have been crushing it. Thank you. <laughs> Carl is... Thank you. Carl, okay, so there's two guys at a desk mm -hmm. that, that do the Kings games here locally when they play at the Staples Center. Yep. And then you are the, I would love to say, in the field reporter. Sure. But there's not a field there. Yeah. It's a lot of ice. We would call it a rinkside reporter. You are the rinkside reporter. So if if you watch hockey, you know what that is. If you don't watch hockey, it's like when the two guys talk about the football game, they're like, let's go to Michelle DeFola out on the field. Yeah. Thanks, Al. I'm talking to head coach, and then you're that person. <laughs> and I sound exactly like that. That was my spot. Pitch perfect Carl imitation. You thought there were two of her for a It was a, a great Carl. <laughs> you loving the new job? I'm loving it. It's literally, I feel like in our very first podcast together when I was talking about my dream and yeah. how I got here and who I looked up to, I remember mentioning, I feel like, don't, don't quote me or go back and listen, mentioning Heidi Andral and saying, that's the job that I want. That's everything that I've been putting all my eggs in the basket for. And it it happened and it's just, it's still insane to me. And I'm, I'm actually at the point now where I'm living the dream and I still... I do not take it for granted for one second. Well, I don't take for granted that you gave the Bricky family an amazing shout out. Oh, yes. On the Thanksgiving game. Part of the perks of, uh, you know, being able to have a voice on, on TV like that. I was I, pretty proud. Hey, no problem. Pretty I, proud to give my chicken wings a shout out. They asked what I was doing for Thanksgiving and I was totally honest. I'm eating chicken wings in Long Beach with the Bricky family. Hey, the one dude almost was, he was on the 405 heading south. He yeah. wanted to come down to the Bricky family. Jared Stoll, he wanted, he wanted more information about that. Come Come on by, Jared, anytime. I'll feed a Canadian. I'll always feed a Canadian at my refugee home. Perfect. 
So what we're going to do when we get into the second part of today's show, when we talk a little bit about my YouTube channel and look at it from a creator's perspective, I'd love to talk about how you going down the wormhole yeah. of YouTube and video creation has actually been paying off in dividends yes. and, and in paying off in spades for the work that you've been doing officially for Fox Sports West Absolutely. and LA Kings. But before we can get to that, we got to get into the tubes. Carl, I'm in love. I'm in love. I'm in love. I don't care who knows it. I love YouTube. I do too. <laughs> I watch it as much as I can. It's This is the thing that we bond over and uh, your wife, Beth, yep. my boyfriend, Mike, two worlds that they just don't understand. Don't get it. They don't and care. When, when we're all together and you and I start talking about it, we're literally like two 14-year-olds in high school just like, oh my God, did you see what Logan Paul did? <laughs> but they were so nice to tolerate us when we had to Absolutely. get together to watch the fight. Absolutely. When we had our, our YouTube pay-per-view party i still can't believe we did that like are you kidding me right now we got like we it was like the super bowl it was i watched more of that fight than i did the actual super bowl yesterday that like, fight was, just, was probably better than the super bowl yeah. one might argue yeah it was it, yeah that super bowl wasn't good no it wasn't <laughs> i'm so, sorry about your rams by the way hey man it was just exciting to see a team go to the super bowl yeah but i won't get started on my Tom Brady rants. No, once we'll I go put it behind us. Stay positive. Stay yeah. positive, Ricky. Yeah. Pull, pull up. Pull up. Pull together. So let's do this. Yep. What have you been watching on YouTube recently? Because it's the second biggest search engine in the world. Yep. There's so much content on there. I think for a long reason, for a long time, the reason why I was a naysayer, mm -hmm. like our significant others, mm -hmm. is that I just didn't know there was good content on there. Yes. I was only looking for clips of things that I missed on the news or Saturday Night Live or in sports. And I didn't realize that the way to really enjoy YouTube is to embrace the people that have embraced the platform. Of course. The people that create for YouTube, people that aren't trying to jumpstart that to someplace else, people that literally just like being known as a YouTuber, yeah. those are the people to follow. So what has been your regular rotation? Um, to elaborate on that, I use YouTube like I would Netflix. I'm literally searching, yeah, searching for for good content that's you know around like a subject that I want to know more about or learn more about or something, or I just want to find a good entertaining creator. But recently, I've been watching a lot of Becky and Chris, mm -hmm. who are a duo. They're husband and wife. Um, Chris is a helicopter pilot slash doctor. He's the husband. He's the husband. And then Becky is a, um, she, I believe she was an interior designer or some sort of photographer for interior design. I don't, I don't, not sure about her past, but, um, now she takes reins of the YouTube channel and they create content and they've been creating really useful tutorials and informational videos on cameras and ways to do things in um, your editing software. Mm -hmm. Kind of a little bit Peter McKinnon-ish, but I really love their dynamic. Um, the husband and wife, uh, best friend type of dynamic. It's just so amazing. And their stuff is extremely high quality, which is what I've been gravitating toward lately. I don't I don't know what it is, but I'm not saying I used to watch garbage, but like right. I used to watch things that were like heavily unedited or just kind of white noise that I could put my makeup onto or kind of zone out to. But Becky and Chris have been putting together just really detailed um, things that uh, resonate with me and have to do with what I'm doing now in the creative space. And I couldn't recommend them enough. I couldn't ever imagine that there'd be a moment where entertainment would be so specialized mm -hmm. and so specific on whatever it is that you want to learn. And that gets to the point of YouTube and the, and, and that platform has made learning actually fun because you can find somebody like maybe Peter McKinnon is your guy. Yeah. I, I don't watch all of his videos, but when I'm trying to figure out something, I will cruise his, uh, two minute, two minute Tuesdays, two, two minute Tuesdays, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or I'll, I'll, I'll cruise through his playlist to really try to see if, if he's going to show me how to do it fast. Yeah. I will say this. I found a guy, horrible account name. Yeah. His name is Chin Fat. Whoa. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but he is a, he's a professional video editor. Oh. And he completely broke down Premiere from A to Z. Which is huge for you. Huge. Yeah. So I put my YouTube career on pause. Mm -hmm to watch all of his tutorials because I wanted to be able to go into Premiere and work it like I can work Photoshop or Illustrator. Which, side note, there's something to be said for that for anybody that's in the current career that they're doing. You were working with iMovie, correct? I was. And I had to 
force you to take a look at Premiere because it was the tool that you needed. And boy, did you put your hand up to it at first. Carl, and there's been so many times, you know, I love you. Yeah. You know, you're one of my favorites. Sure. Thanks. But there's been plenty of times like fucking Carl. <laughs> Carl, if Carl was here right now, I'd smack her face. There's been so many times when I was like, I was making vlogs in, in iMovie. I was Fast getting- and efficient, right? I, I was getting things done. Sure. It was easy. I was seeing progress. But and did you know the level of export quality you were exporting No, at? I didn't. No, yeah. And now that I'm in Premiere and I can start to see the, the light at the end of the tunnel, yeah. and I've actually been working on some stuff and I've been- tooling that all together it is really a powerful tool so my boy chin fat yep. shout out uh he just literally like the the first couple of videos he just explains to you what the different spaces are yeah and the different looks like how you use the program for editing or sourcing your files sure. or color correction and then just slowly goes into this is how the timeline works and these are your different tools and this is how you do a quick edit and just literally worked me through the entire thing. Yeah. And, you know, watching that on my iPad with my iMac in Premiere and able to be able to put chin fat on pause, move around a little bit. It was a really, really great learning tool. Yeah. And after you go through classes and classes, start to think of these people as your bud. Yeah. And there's like people would rag on him because he used like Windows 7 or whatever. <laughs> and he would open up every video like with some sort of joke about how he uses that software. Yeah. And it just like I would always laugh at the chin fat jokes. Like yep. I loved it. So learning on the platform is 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 something that I didn't think that I would enjoy. But once you sort of find your people. For sure. And you know what they're good at. It, it makes it fun. That being said, when you're desperately trying to solve a problem and you go down the wormhole of Googling it and you get a kid that's just like. Do you want to click over here? And then you're like, are your parents not allowing you to be on YouTube? What are you doing? Like, yeah. I watched this one video tutorial. The guy was just like, Yeah, you just want to go over here and click over here. Hey, if you can't get your audio to import, you just want to just click this over here. Oh, and the no. comments below were like, Dude, why are you whispering? Speak up. Yeah. yeah. Just like some of the kids that will show you how to do stuff. Yeah. But the kids doing stuff on YouTube sort of taught me another lesson. Mm hmm. I was going into this world as a content creator professional, mm -hmm. as a guy that grew up in a band, as a guy who was a commercial artist, a graphic designer. I was thinking everything has to be polished. Sure. And I've learned through the power of YouTube to embrace the people that are a little bit looser with the rules. Yeah. You know, the, the keen stars of the world with Drama Alert or even PewDiePie, who has the biggest channel on YouTube. Yeah. Like, I know that he has... Two different editors that puts his work together, but there's still like a looseness to it. There is. It's different from music and design because those two finished products have to be good. Perfect. Or why is anyone going to like them or adhere to them or want them in their life? YouTube, I feel like it's the the in a sense, the song of the content yeah. that has to speak to you rather than how finished and polished it looks. So as long as the like meat and bones of or meat and potatoes or whatever of whatever it is that you're putting out there is good whether you're listening to it or because think about too how many times you've got youtube on your phone and you're doing something else and you're not staring at it dissecting it thinking about every piece and nuance of it are you or you do have channels where you're like i just got a ping that you know casey neistat put up a new video yeah I want to watch that one tonight at home on the big screen because yeah. I know that he's probably put a lot of work into the editing. Right. But then there's other people like I just want to know some information about Disneyland. Right. It can play in the background because this guy puts zero worries yeah. into his production. So I think different creators almost you start to realize like TV shows and, and records and every other bit of media that you consume. Yeah. Some YouTube channels fit into different pockets of your life. So I know that you love the YouTube while you put your makeup on. Yep. I'm sure there's like your go-to people like Philip DeFranco. Love him. That can just play because you don't have to make eye contact with it. He could have the crappiest production setup and I would still listen to him. You would, you beautiful because, bastard. Because, exactly. What's up, you beautiful bastards? Um, I would still listen to him just because the words that he's saying are so good. I almost, in my head, would listen to it in podcast form. Like, I, I don't have to see what it is that he's creating. Becky and Chris, on the other hand, I want to see that helicopter sure. tour that they're doing before they tell sure. me about the APS-C camera sensor that they're going to be reviewing or whatever. Well, that's the thing I started to learn is that different channels 
click a different like emotional box for you or a different space in your life. Yeah. So, you know, I've, I've really come to enjoy the PewDiePie channel, which I'm sure I'll talk about a lot today Yeah, because it's something I consume every day. And, you know, it, Felix is a lot of things. He's not popular with a lot of people for a lot of justifiable reasons. Sure. I found him after the controversy. Yeah. I believe in people can have second chances. So I only know the guy who's trying to redeem himself. Yeah. And I'm not fully versed on all the shit that he did uh before this moment that yeah. I found him in the middle of 2018. That being said, I wanted to look at the biggest and best channel yeah. and figure out if this can now be worthy of 83 million subscribers. Is it? Yeah. 83 million subscribers is the number, but is it worth it? It's very different. Yeah. It, it, the, that channel is, it is 100% embracing what YouTube does different than everything else. Like his, his show which is always a different variation, different variety shows. So yeah. Last week I asked you, which is Lawai. There's his uh, "You Laugh, You Lose," which is basically him reviewing memes, trying not to laugh or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You his best though is because he is in first place mm -hmm. by millions and millions of subscribers, tens of millions of subscribers. I think his channel shines the most though when Felix commentates on others. When he like literally gets serious, sits down in his chair and yeah. breaks apart something like the Fousey Two meltdown, stuff sure. like that. But I wanted to watch the 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 biggest channel to sort of see like, well, what what works the most? Mm -hmm. Like what what works the best? And that's when I started to learn this is something I can consume while I'm working. I don't yep. always have to make eye contact with it, depending on what he does that day. But the looseness of his edits. Yeah. And that it becomes more about becoming friends with that person. Yeah. It, it's all personality based. Yeah. So his editing can be kind of lame. Sure. Sometimes it can be downright like, why wouldn't you go the extra minute to flip that around so that it's legible? You know, just weird, right. weird designer quirks that I have in me, but it's fast and loose. He puts out one video every single day. I think he has over 3000 videos Holy on his channel. Smokes. And it, I, I learned from him. That it's a lot about like you learn the person, you yeah. learn their personality. Maybe they're for you, maybe they're not. He's controversial. He says things that he shouldn't say. Sure. He's always pressing people's buttons. Sounds a lot like me. <laughs> I was gonna say. Hey friends, if you're like me and you're a professional content creator, you know it takes so long to put out a podcast or to produce a YouTube video. When creating your content is such a demand on your time, it's very important that the rest of your life moves fast and efficiently and affordably. That's why I'd like to recommend that you join SinPro Online by Pitney Bowes. SinPro Online is only $14.99 a month, and listeners of AID can get a 30-day free trial when you visit pb.com design. You'll even get a free 10-pound scale that'll help you easily compare USPS, UPS, and FedEx, all in one online, easy-to-use tool. Print shipping labels and stamps right from your home or office printer, track all your shipments, and even get email notifications when they arrive. Think about how much time you'll save never having to go to the post office again, and think of all the money you'll save by always paying the proper shipping rate for your package and for your customer. Sign up today at pb.com design. Get 30 days free for listening to Adventures in Design. No, that's, that's super, that's just to elaborate on that. Like, I don't watch... I had to like unsubscribe to someone. I won't say their name because that's rude, but please sign back up. I miss you. I miss you <laughs> it's over not there. You. I miss you. I, I have so few. God, I missed you. It's not adventures in design. I never subscribed. No, I'm subscribed. Uh, please subscribe. <laughs> I'm subscribed. No, but it was this guy and his stuff was so beautiful. And it was like a really like almost looked like Casey Neistat slash Peter McKinnon. I know who you're talking but, about because you showed me his channel once. Are you sure? I think I know where this is going. Off the record, you can tell me and I'll tell you if that's if it's that person. But um, his stuff was so beautiful. Very cinematic. And yeah. And when when after I was watching him, like he did a, a trip to I don't even want to say because I'm totally going to throw him under the bus, but he did a trip somewhere. And it was so beautiful. And at the end of the video, I was like, wait, he didn't like talk at all or engage at all. It was very much like, here's all these cool shots of something that I was doing. Right. And it was like maybe some of the worst content ever, even though it looked so well done. You can tell it took him a long time to do and make and shoot. And in my head, I'm like, 
I could never be friends with that person. I feel like I don't know that person. Right. I love the guys. Like you're talking about Felix. Like you feel like he's a bud. Same with Peter McKinnon. Yeah, his stuff is beautiful, but he puts more effort into making sure his personality is there. And I feel like that's what makes us adhere to all these people. Yeah, I think somebody like Peter McKinnon and why he has, you know, a, a couple million subscribers, even though his his channel is mostly tutorials, is that yeah. he makes sure to put some personality in there. Yeah. Like, you he know, he starts his tutorials with a magic trick. Yeah. Like, you want that. You want to know what each new trick's going to be before you do his thing. And he's rock and roll. He's got long hair. Yeah. Like, he, he has sort of a look to him. He's you know, cool. He lets you know that he lives in Canada. And, yeah. And, you know, so it's just kind of like there's a personality in there. And he obviously does it well because you know a bad tutorial video when one of the comments is like, lesson starts at two minutes, 45 seconds. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Which that's always a dickhead comment because, you know, people want to be known more than the Photoshop trick that they're giving you away for free. You're welcome. Yeah. But I, he definitely seems to sort of deliver it in a wrapped around his personality, which is something that I enjoy. So for me, I'm learning that there's the personality driven channels mm -hmm. th that I'm attracted to, but there's also a level of channels that, that I really enjoy that are like mini documentaries. Okay. To call him a documentary would be unfair to sure. like Michael Moore, who works on a movie for like two or three years yeah. and travels around and does all these interviews. They're more like YouTube book reports. <laughs> but one that I've discovered recently is a channel by the name of Toy Galaxy. Okay. And Dan over at Toy Galaxy just hit his 100,000 subscribers. So congratulations Congrats on to that. Him. Yeah, it's First huge. First major milestone. Huge. But Toy Galaxy is great because Dan and his editor, camera guy, they do videos that a lot of videos are between five and 10 minutes, which mm -hmm. is the sweet spot. It's normally just Dan talking into the camera, but it's edited tight, but not so tight that you feel like you're going to go nuts. Mm -hmm. He's a huge toy nerd, grew up loving toys, grew up being a collector. And so I, I stumbled upon it on from recommended videos and then I just go, wow. I've always enjoyed toys, the ones that I owned, the ones that I collected, or just seeing them, you know, just walking through the store and always going through the toy department to see what's out there, what kids are playing of with. Course. And I will just literally, if I have a spare five, 10 minutes, I'll just go to the next video and watch it. They do countdowns, you know. Best On just toys? It's only toys. Okay. So in his channel, he does something that I that I enjoy is that it's one topic only, which uh -huh. I'm envious of. It's just toys. And sometimes it'll be, you know, uh, a countdown, like top 10 Captain American figures, mm -hmm. or top 10 Spider-Man figures. I'll watch that. Top 10 figures of 2018. But then other times they do sort of the book report video where it's like what happened to Saturday morning cartoons. Whoa. And he really breaks down like how that business started, how then Congress had to sort of, you know, put a check and balance in there to marketing to kids during content because children don't know the difference between content and advertising. Right. And then sort of the demise of the Saturday morning cartoon once that content could be found digitally all the time. There's right. no longer a reason to give kids a slot in the schedule because kids had the power to push play 24 hours a day. On an iPad. <laughs> so Toy Galaxy is it's a the type of channel I enjoy where it's one topic. Mm -hmm. It can be a breakdown on a cartoon. It can be a breakdown on a toy line. But they're sort of like book reporting. So yeah. you can kind of sit back. You learn a little bit something. It, it's great at nostalgia on putting the pieces together on like maybe a toy that you remember from a kid. But you sure. don't really remember what the name of it was. And so I've come to really enjoy those type of channels where it's kind of like learning yeah but also enjoyable because now after probably over 50 episodes in with dan i like his personality yeah like when he messes up or he and his cameraman banter back and forth like i i like the the camaraderie there so he's now a book report guy but he's also like a bud guy right you know so i'm enjoying I watch it that this way guy. i never heard of him before he's good yeah the thing that's interesting is sometimes the rings around his eyes are darker than others that's my biggest critique and the I like, rings around his eyes sometimes he's got some serious raccoon eyes like he's tired you know, like he might be tired i mean but he's got a lot of toy collecting going on oh, so and he's doing a lot of research get, so i get this guy some sleep he's looked really healthy when i went back and watched the beginning of the videos he didn't look as healthy as he is now so maybe on camera he's huh. eating his vegetables and sleeping a little bit more get him some concealer to dab around <laughs> But I, I like those type yeah. of channels too. Do you watch any of those? No, honestly, like that. Um, that's why I'm so fascinated in listening very intently to this because I don't, I don't think I watch anything that's like reviews 
on things or lists or anything like that. I can't think off the top of my head. I probably should go through and just look at my subscribers. Yeah, I pulled up honestly, what I'm. I pulled up what I'm actually subscribed to because I'm pretty stingy with my subs. Yeah. Because I want my subscription button to look like, you know, basically like a a, a well curated Netflix. Oh, I know who I love watching. Okay, but the per, the only thing that's like similar to that would be um, um, her name's Bunny. Do you know who I'm talking about? And uh, Shane Dawson did like one of his first series on her Graveyard Girl. No, uh, but it, we need to talk about Shane Dawson. We will. So this. Bunny does like, you know, um, does this thing really work? And it's like her getting something that's like must or from the what's it called? Not must see TV as seen on TV. Mm -hmm. Like she'll test out things like that. Oh, or yeah. Do the, like, the bullshit commercials. Yeah. Or like. So instead of like reviewing toys or something, but it's like that's that's something that's kind of similar to that. Um, but that, I haven't even watched that many of her videos lately because that just hasn't piqued my interest. But something that I love, which I think is in tune to what you've been doing lately, which I, I hope you start to talk about, too, is this guy named Mike Falzone that I follow. Mm -hmm. He's a comedian. He loves wrestling. That's how he lives I started, in LA, right? Yeah, lives in LA. Yeah, yeah. That's how I started following him because he loves wrestling. We're Twitter buds. And he has this show called Mike in the Morning, but it's all produced and filmed and um He just edited releases it in the morning. Just released in the morning. And it is so funny and so good and just so like one title, it's just called People Who Complain Too Much. And it's seven minutes of him like either having different bits or different jokes or just different things that surround that theme. And they all have like these cool little interludes with like this like cool bed of music mm -hmm. or like birds chirping so outside. So it's produced. It's produced. And it sounds, it's like one of those things too where you don't have to watch it. You can do your makeup and, and listen to it. But I love to watch it because it's done so well. But he is just hilarious. And like, I don't know, I, I'm addicted to his show right now. Um, well, like how to perfectly decorate a room for Christmas <laughs> like, from that just, guy. Just it's just so good. Like you're gonna want to need a really nice log for the fire, and it's like <laughs> literally him just saying the wildest stuff. But like I'm so into it because it's jokes, but it's like real. <laughs> and I'm sure with someone like that, because you've watched so many of them, the the jokes all start to build on top of themselves because you now a have bit, yeah. You have a relation, ignoring the fact that you actually talk to him through Twitter. Yeah. You actually have a relationship with him as a creator. Oh, totally. Because yeah. you know his range of sense of humor. Yes. So when he says something that's in tune with something he's said before or yeah. something that, you know, I know about him via real life because of Twitter or something, it's just, it makes it 10 times funnier. I try to give a creator... If it's something I feel like I might be interested in, like, I'll be honest with, like, Felix, mm -hmm. I watched a couple of them. I, I didn't like it out of the gate because it was walking in the middle of a conversation that I had no idea what it was. I'm not big on meme culture. I'm not big on gaming. Yeah. And so I'm like, I don't even know what I'm watching, but there was a little bit of charisma from him. And I've realized now that it takes three or four episodes on most creators to sort of get a vibe of who I they are yeah. and if you like them. And sometimes after two or three episodes, you realize that you they're don't, not for you. they're not for you. One that um, I've talked about before, but he's really stepped up his game on his production. There's a channel that I love called Defunct Land. Ah, sorry, I started playing by accident. How dare you? <laughs> You're supposed to be the professional here. Oh God. There's a channel that I, I follow called Defunct Land. Yeah. Once again, it's a YouTube book report channel, but he does these really great pieces on things that maybe were built that got torn down or ideas that just never quite came together. And yep. a lot of times they're focused on amusement parks and, and live entertainment spaces. And uh, he's really stepped up his production, mm -hmm. always has like a different like intro and outro for whatever the theme is. And he treats his channel like a like a TV show. Like right now he's on season two. Oh, I love that. And uh, his name's Kevin Perger. It's Defunct Land. And it, some of the ones that he's done on Disneyland and, and the Disney company are some of the best YouTube book reports I've ever seen. So that's one when a new episode comes out. 
I'm going to savor it. Yep. I'm going to, it's going to be probably my end of the day wind down, or I'm going to try to watch it on the big screen TV with my headphones on yep. when everybody else has, you know, gone out of the living room. Beth I can goes enjoy to it. bed at 8 PM. Beth goes, she goes back there, counts her vegetables, falling asleep. <laughs> One broccoli, two broccoli, three broccoli. Is his, is his, uh, is his content like him talking and it's just him talking or is he inserting clips of like it, the things that he's talking about? You never see Kevin. Oh, it's all voiceover essentially all voiceover. And he's gotten much better at his voiceover. His voiceover game was whack at the yeah. beginning of season one. So definitely start somewhere in the middle. Cause he yeah. had some learning to do along the way, Yeah, but he's really perfected it. And voiceover is hard. It is. It's my, it's the one, it's my one skill in my, toolbox that I am terrible at that I listening to like my last Kings weekly episode it I sound like I'm in a tin can which I don't know why that happened and I literally am like the worst voiceover person ever like I've just I wanted to shut myself off the thing that I've learned about voiceover is the people that are best at it are best because we know their voices so like yeah John Hamm from Mad Men does the Mercedes Benz and oh, I didn't know that. He's not really doing anything crazy. He's just John Hamm. <laughs> because his voice is familiar to yeah. us. So it's the XLE at a price that you can't afford. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. So it's just like this. Like I'll slip that in there. <laughs> or you can, but you shouldn't get it because you'll probably get a manual window. <laughs> <laughs> but when you sit down and you try to do voiceover, I found that early on I over enunciated and overact because I thought voiceover needs to be serious. Yeah, that's what I do. And I'm a, like screaming, like, and a, hey, everybody, welcome back. <laughs> like A conversational tone with a little bit of energy in it that's is I good. think where you need to be at. But Defunct Land, um, I don't know how he does it, but he just digs and digs and digs and finds all this B-roll, all this these clips. Like One that you might enjoy is... He did an episode once where he, he talked about how one year at Disneyland, they almost did a year where the Muppets took over. Mm -hmm. And to explain that, he would have to tell you how Disneyland discovered the idea of if we have an anniversary, let's not just celebrate it on July 17th. Let's make it a whole year. Sure. And for the 60th, they actually celebrated 60th for like 18 months. Whoa. So he goes back to explain how they figured out how to make something stretch for a year to do year theming, which has been a big part of their future business. It's really good marketing. Very good marketing. And so then he talked about the year where the Muppets almost took over. And ultimately, they had all these crazy ideas where they were going to rip the Mickey flower bed out, replace it with Kermit's face. They were going to paint Matterhorn Mountain green. What? But ultimately, they decided a lot of people just kind of show up at Disneyland and it's their one big trip. How upset would parents be if they showed up to a Disneyland without Mickey Mouse? Yeah. So that's why they kind of backed down. But you learn all of this. You see all the footage. You you learn the plans, what they almost did. And I really enjoy those videos where it kind of gives you a glimpse into something that almost happened. Yeah. Like people put, you know, hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars into research and development. They were all sitting there and go, eh, maybe we shouldn't do this. Wow. So he follows a lot of things that either almost got done. Like Fire Festival. <laughs> oh, those two documentaries. Oh, God. So good. They're insane. I it's, could watch them once a week. It's not YouTube content, but man, would that was that just insane? It, we, not to take you off topic, but... I literally think that Hammer Time could... We could like live watch five minutes of Firefest a week. Yeah. Forever. String people along. And always have something to talk about. Yeah. Because every five minutes of that, there's something in there that's great. But yeah, so the book report... You're liking, you're liking like that. that kind of model. Right I like now. that. And that is a model that I want to pursue myself Yeah, because there's so many times where I've told stories on the podcast or I've, I've researched things and I've done stories and, you know, we've talked before personally how podcasting just, it doesn't have that same community that, that YouTube has. And that's a whole other topic, but there's definitely things I want to make for my channel. I just have to get to the moment where I can justify the labor by having an audience is there. So we'll talk about that in the circle of trust, but definitely part of one of the genres that I'm pursuing the most. Yeah. Shane Dawson. Oh boy. Shane Dawson. To me, he can do no wrong. So I know that you look at him differently than I do where I would like to buy him a new t-shirt. <laughs> See, 
this is these are the things I love about him. That he pulls on that collar. Yes, he's a unique human being. I love everything, every quirk about. So he can him. do no wrong to he you. He can do no wrong to me. Um, there's nothing that makes me cringe when I watch him. There's nothing that makes me go, oh my god, like what? I hate that side of him, or I hate when he does that. I literally love everything about him as if he were my best friend, and I love all of his friends that are in his circle and I love the difference. So you feel like you're one of the gang? One of the gang, 100%. There, I can't say the same for someone like Casey, right? Because like Casey, I look up to just him as a creator. Right? I don't like some of the company that Casey keeps. Some of the company, I'm just judgmental. I'm just, you know, I- Do you like his friend, Sam? Um, Yeah, I actually, I started following Sam, yeah. Okay. Um, But I, I don't feel the same connection with some of those people because of- Do you like Candace? I love Candace. I do too. Love Candace. Like, I love her no bullshit attitude. She's the girl that you're like, I don't want that girl to hate me. No. You want that girl to be your best no. friend. No. Yeah. And Candace, her personality is, we were having this conversation a couple of weeks ago and I don't want to get into politics, but I was, I was talking to, to my wife and my sister-in-law and I'm like, you know, the type of woman I see in getting elected is a modern woman mm -hmm. that is powerful commands attention and that when she walks in the room people are like i'm gonna do what the hell she says yeah candace is that modern woman that has that strong personality that people fall in line behind yes because nobody wants to get on the bad side of her yes and when she says something maybe it's not true or whatever i would never know because of the, <laughs> the conviction and what she's talking i'm like yeah that's right that's wow when candace cow. said it i mean how could yeah, it be a lie yeah, wrong with me. holy cow but Shane Dawson can do no wrong for me. And he's been coming out with these docu documentary-esque series. Um, he did one on Bonnie Graveyard Girl who was talking about. I think that was his first one. Kind of digging into why her channel suffers now. Because she was one of the first big creators. I think they came up over the same amount of years and whatnot. Um, that was amazing. That got me hooked. Then Jeffree Star comes out. It's phenomenal series. Phenomenal series. Um, kind of the the rebuild of Jeffrey Star. Like you talked about, you love second chances. Boy, did this guy ever get a second chance? Sure. And you see Jeffrey Star, the human. Jeffrey Star, the businessman. Like Shane just brings out all these different sides. I got to meet and, a straight boyfriend. Yeah, which was <laughs> Nathan, who's like you would never guess, but wow, <laughs> it was like a wild story. Their dynamic is just incredible. Like. You feel I was fascinated. I absolutely love that series. But I remember from back when we were talking about that series on the comment below that I did, you know, some of the things that Shane would do as a as an entertainer would conflict with the story that you're trying to watch unfold with Jeffrey. Right. So I am one of those people that looks right past that because I bought into Shane before the series came out. Got it. Any of these series that are out now that people are seeing for the first time and getting to know Shane... I was with him for how This is your bud. He's my homie. Yeah. I'm watching the vlogs with him and Ryland, his boyfriend, and you know, all the fun stuff that they're doing with our friend Garrett. His boyfriend's and... not the camera guy. No, so that's Andrew. Okay. Andrew is the friend. He's the camera guy. He's the one with the <laughs> laugh behind the Does camera. Does Andrew live in that house with all the other guys? I'm not sure if he lives with okay. him. But that, that house but... is a mess. Yeah. Well, they moved into a new house. Oh. So if you watch in the conspiracy theory one. Haven't Brent... started brand new house so they actually um you'll see in the conspiracy theory they had to evacuate the second they moved all their stuff in because they were in the Woolsey fire zone hmm. so it was really Woolsey fire zone shout out to uncle larry we got him that's from the fires the that's right oh man do the do the listeners know about uncle larry uh, some of them do some of them Oh man, Mark adopted a dog who looks like he came from a trash can. Essentially, he is the ambassador of a trash. Can. He's a trash can ambassador, and his name is Uncle Larry. And he's somehow from Malibu. He looks like a piece of garbage, but he's from the most expensive place in Southern California. No one knows his story, and man, I wish if dogs could talk, I would Ooh. put. If I could only have one dog in this world to talk, it would probably be Uncle Larry. I would love for Shane Dawson to do a seven-part series on Uncle Larry. I would watch all of it, <laughs> but. But he came out with his newest series, which um, was, uh, what, first of all, what I love that he does, which is Shane Dawson. Shane Dawson. What I love that he does, which is something that I think got adopted from movies and television, is he made a trailer. Yeah. Which you, I have, I can't think of other YouTubers that have done that. No, because most of the time they're just so anxious to get the video out. They, they release it as one whole thing. That they just wouldn't even be like, well, I'm going to shoot a trailer and right. then sit for three days. So he is just always innovating different ways to utilize this platform and the art of the trailer is something that he and his team nailed 
So this is the thing that you jumped over because you already talked about Conspiracy, which is his newest series that okay. just started running. And I believe one of those videos clicks in well over an hour. Yes. I think it's only one video out so far. It's okay. an hour 45, I believe. Which is in YouTube years, that's like a thousand years. It's so long. Yeah. And my, it's not that I don't have the attention span because it's a lot of fucking makeup. It's a lot of makeup. Like I have a routine, so it's not so much the attention span. It's the routine that I make. You ain't that ugly. Uh, but, <laughs> well, if people could see me, right, I'm, I'm honestly glad you're not filming this because I'm like, I'm shot, guys. I'm real shot right now. But but you're not an hour forty five shot. No, no. Hopefully not. Like yet. you could watch half. Yeah, yeah. Totally. <laughs> half would get me to like presentable. But but like. I make YouTube work for me. I don't make me work for YouTube. So yeah. I'm not finding the times where I've got an hour 45 to sit down and, and watch this thing. I'm sticking to my normal everyday coffee, hair and makeup routine and watching the videos that align with that. So I've actually had to watch the series in like three different parts so far. The Jake Paul series? The the uh, the conspiracy, conspiracy okay. series. So you are watching it. I'm watching it, but I've had three different times so far where I've had to try and finish it. I haven't finished it yet. That's the beauty of, of technology though. You, you know, can pick up where you left off. We're all streaming at our own pace. Yeah. We're all marathoning at our own pace. Like everybody's running the race. However, it is conveniently fitting into their life. And right. whenever their partner will sit down and watch the show that they've mistakenly shared with somebody else. Yeah. The trailer though, when he launched the trailer for the Jake Paul series, uh -huh. I got Beth involved. It's the first thing I ever got Beth to watch on YouTube. Yep. I said, the Jeffree Star one was dynamite. This is going to be insane. I showed her, oh, God, what's his name? Um, his name is Mr. Let me see if I can find his name real quick. I showed Beth the Nerd City video. Okay. Nerd City made a video about the evilness of Jake Paul. Mm -hmm. I showed that to Beth to get her hooked on what a villain he is. All about the kids and the advertising and yeah, the, yeah, yeah. the merch. So then she was all in. She wanted to yeah. see this guy exposed. Yeah. We watched the Shane Dawson series and it took hours and hours and hours before we got to Jake Paul. Yeah. It was a lot of buildup. It was a lot of him just reaction videoing yeah you know watching other videos so it it was maybe spread a little bit too thin sure could have got reeled back to four strong episodes sure. versus eight that were sort of flimsy i don't know if it was eight it's somewhere in that ballpark but what i do want to give him credit for is that there's a division in youtube right now there's the old business model which is felix videos every single day mm -hmm. um what Casey used to do, videos seven days a week, mm -hmm. highly produced videos seven days a week. It seems like there was a business model for a while. Keep uploading, keep uploading, keep uploading. If you watch the Casey Neistat videos, he says the one advice I give everybody is simple. Consistency. Keep uploading. Yeah. And there's this tear in the YouTube world of a fatigue came in that people just can't live their lives and make quality content yeah. every single day. The burnout. So I think that you hear about the burnout a lot and you, you see yeah. channels sort of like fall apart. And I kind of got into YouTube right in the middle of the burnout, the decay and Honestly. people fall apart. But I think what Shane Dawson did was he showed people that there is a strategy for a quality versus a quantity. Yeah. He took a very long break. When he was dropping those um, Jake Paul videos twice a week, he was owning YouTube. Mm -hmm. All the gossip channels were talking about him. People were talking about him. People were watching those videos. Like people, you'd go look at the comments on the previous video, and the top comments would be like, "Oh man, I thought the next video was going to come out today. I can't believe I got to wait till next Monday." Yeah, like people were sitting back. The hype was real. Waiting, and I would watch one of those videos come out. And I would just refresh it throughout the day. And I'm like, I just saw that video while I was sitting here at my desk work. I just saw it get 8 million views. Oh, I did a refresh from the second I started the video on the first day. It was like at 4 million at maybe 8 p.m. our time. And I refreshed at like 1030, 8 million. I was like, <laughs> yeah. What? So I think that he did show creators in the marketplace that it's okay to disappear. It might be a good thing. Yeah. If you show back up with some quality content. Yes. I don't think you can disappear and come up with a so-so a vlog. No, we know like, somebody who's been doing that. Me? No. <laughs> I was like, if I'd be 
about that small business model? We've talked about this often. Yeah. One of our favorites. Yeah. It's taking breaks. Yeah. When it comes back, it's not quite so stellar. Yeah. We have problems. Can I say it or you you want to stay neutral? Go for it. We both love Casey. We do. But his channel say since the middle of last no, actually when the we're going 368 we're going hard yeah it was great for a while yeah but the cracks formed quick yeah the cracks got deep and then i think that the problem that i had with this channel was is he just wasn't acknowledging that something had happened differently yes that was that was the problem was because we've become like friends with him right yes. we're, we're youtube friends we're, we're gonna keep using that word because that's what it feels it's how like. it feels when it's, you get into this shit that's it's how it feels and don't so, judge me at home because many of you think as me as your friend and yeah, i haven't fucking met yeah, you but i love you yeah you guys know me as carl from hammer time that's right we love Come you. On. the woman who we're, burnt the house down last we're week freaking buds oh my god that popcorn and I freaking, for the record. We've had two popcorn incidents you now. Guys, you almost killed Tavo and you almost burnt the house No, down. but you guys ate the burnt popcorn after it was popped. And I was like go. ready to throw it away. I'm not going to let it go, Carl. Sickos. Anyway, we feel like we're friends with Casey. So to see through the facade that was being put out in front of us just felt like a diss to us. It did. To see him say, I'm promising you guys be back videos tomorrow. every week, be back tomorrow, 368, we're on a roll, we're showing you production of everything that's going on in this space. Then to have him come back and be like, you know what, guys, it's just, we slowed down, but it's like, it's not that interesting. It's just business stuff that we're talking about. You don't let me know see if this. it's interesting. Right. Put it out there. Let us know or let, let us dictate whether we think we like it or not. I just love honesty. So I would love for him to say like, this isn't going well, or I'm actually changing the landscape of this, or Dan Mace is staying in. Guess what? South. Where is he? From New Zealand. South Africa. South Africa. Yeah. Guess what? Me and my wife had a second kid. Yeah. I have two little ones at home. Yeah. I can't be making YouTube videos every day. We're doing a hiatus, day. and when I come back, it's only going to be interviews with people who have things to promote. Like I want to know these things. <laughs> you want to go real specific? Yeah. No. Oh, but I just I I I loved when he was really honest with us, and I get that sometimes that can cause the fatigue for the creator, or sure. cause the sure be the cause of the burnout for them when they feel like they have to let us know these things. So that I understand. But at the same time, like it just leaves me unhappy, but I understand it. I just think that I think a couple of things. He'd always shown so much what we thought was transparency. Yeah. But he's very proud of his work ethic. Yeah. So I think he was having a hard time being honest and saying, I don't know when I'm going to be able to come back because my life has gotten incredibly more complicated. Sure. And it's like when he just disappears and is like, I'm working on a Shawn Mendes video. Yeah. Well, like you have the capabilities to show us a little bit of that behind the scenes right. or, or even like it, it's not that hard for a guy like that to just pop up over on Instagram and do a one minute video that says today's vlog is on Instagram and I'm here doing this. See you guys tomorrow. Here's a question for us as the consumer. How do we become okay with somebody not being that transparent and still like enjoy their content? Well, I think that it's. Because he doesn't have to do that. He does not have to do any so of that. So how do we be? How do we subscribe to the notion of that's okay to do? Because I know the perfect solution. Because I seem to know everything. What he does is this. He goes, "Hey everybody, here's the deal. I'm making a video in my office today, and it's just my life has changed. The channel's going to change. This is what I hope to do in the future. If he would have told us." that things were complicated and things were going to be different, then we would have expectations for things to be different. True. You know what I do with my audience when I can't make a uh, an upload? I say, hey, guys, I got a production delay. I just can't make it. You know what they say to me? It's okay, Mark. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Like, you work hard. I appreciate it. Like, they end up complimenting me and going, appreciate everything you do, man. When it gets up, it's always worth the wait. Yeah. But if I don't show up and there's not something there, they start going, is there an episode today? What's going on? Where's the episode at today? Right. And and that's a different vibe than like, I went to the website, which is part of my routine, mm -hmm. and there's an explanation why there's not a download there. Yeah. And I just think that for so long, where we got irritated, is it, I'm not going to say he was lying to us, but he was keeping up the facade of everything's normal. Yeah. Because the videos would end, see you here tomorrow. And that could literally be 10 days. When the daughter was born, though, he was pretty transparent about, oh, sure. Georgie's here. We're going to be taking time away. Right. Yeah. He, he's like, hey, look, I got a daughter. I did a little bit before. But this is why remember. you haven't seen me. Yeah. Oh, hey, I'm in New Orleans. I just filmed a movie. This is why you haven't seen me. It's yeah. always after it happened instead of, 
I'm going to go away. It's just, I think it's a guilt on his work ethic because he's so proud of his work ethic, yeah. and he should be. It's one of the hardest working guys I've ever seen in my life. But I just think that a little bit of transparency with your audience goes a very long way. You're setting expectations. How much do you owe to your audience on that note? Me? How mu- Or how much does a creator owe to their audience to come up with an explanation or say why they're not doing something? Or Because we've also talked about this, I think, before, before, where we were like, man, do we hate when people start their videos with, sorry, guys. It's been a minute, blah, blah, blah. Sure. So, and, and I'm looking at Casey too, as someone who's very proud of his work ethic, who loves to get things done and is extremely driven. Does it, it probably annoys him to even think, oh, I've got to explain to these people because it takes away from like what he wants to do as a human. I feel like, like that, I don't know. I don't know. Well, for my situation, what do they owe us? Well, my situation is different as a professional content creator because a, lot, a large portion of my audience directly, they pay. they pay. Yes. Are we in the circle of trust? Uh, let's do it. Let's go there right now. Oh, my God. Let's go COT. COT. Caught. Hey, friends. I hope you're having so much fun hanging out with Carl and I today. I love when we get together and talk all about YouTube. There's plenty of folks that just don't get it. They just don't understand it. And I'll admit that I recently just fell in love with it through the show, just trying to go over there and figure out what exactly is the younger generation getting so turned into, and then I fell in love with it. But if you're wanting to create your own channel or you're curious on the strategies that I'm using to build mine, coming up in part two in the Circle of Trust, I'm going to talk about where I've been trying to figure out the proper investment of time and when I get the best return back from the platform. It can become completely daunting and overwhelming to edit high production videos And then you can't get them out as fast because you have other parts of your life you have to do. And quickly, it can all feel very, very frustrating. So in part two, and you know that I've been a professional content creator now for almost five years, I talk all about the ROI on content creation. How much time are you putting in? What are you getting back from your audience? How are you seeing the channel grow? Where are you getting revenue from? There is a serious amount of ROI that you have to take in consideration before you hit record, before you make a project, how much am I putting into this and what in the hell can I even imagine that I'm going to get back and what are my goals? After toying around with it for a year, I feel like I'm finally getting a grip on what's going to help me and my channel not only survive, but thrive so that I can hopefully one day justify the bigger and more ambitious projects that I would like to get behind. Let's get back into the show, but to hear part two, remember, you'll have to be a member of the Circle of Trust over at AID.network. Sign up today to become a member of the Circle of Trust and to unlock each and every bit of bonus content in the entire archive of over 900 episodes, just like today, where we sit down and talk to people about things that make them happy, but also things that allow them to turn their daydream into a day job. Let's get into part two for members of the Circle of Trust. Sign up at AID.network. Here's the thing, Carl. The Circle of Trust members... I'm going to shake my juice in the Circle of Trust. Shake it up. <laughs> We're going to do These some people, juice ASMR. These people know the juice is loose. She's shaking juice right now. Um, it's a Disney juice. With a it's bow on it. It's a dragon fruit. I learned that um, this bow is actually a hair elastic, so I definitely put it in my hair the other day. Because I had another one. It's of course a, you did. It's a Minnie Mouse bow. Of course you did. Oh. Okay, cool. Here we go. 